This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Monday morning, August the 29th, 2022. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Now it's been hot and humid. Yeah, I just came back from a little walk in the woods this morning. And uh, it's, it's humid out there. Toasty. We're in the last few weeks of summer before the fall season comes in. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you haven't subscribed yet, run over to AffirmAmerica.com. Put in your email address. We'll get you a notice when our new episode comes out. All right, these are your top five headlines for this Monday morning. Let's start off with headline number five. Libs of TikTok suspended from Twitter for covering hospitals in D.C. performing gender reassignment surgery on minors. From the Daily Wire, Twitter reportedly blocked the popular Libs of TikTok account on Saturday, keeping its owner from posting or logging in over alleged violations of the social media's platform's guidelines. Libs of TikTok have become a prevalent Twitter account over its posts that share examples of far-left videos from TikTok, including topics like LGBT activism, critical race theory, and public education issues. Babylon B CEO Libs of TikTok has been locked out for hateful conduct. Post-millennial Recently, Libs of TikTok has been exposing hospitals performing gender reassignment surgeries on minors, including the Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. Okay, more uh, censorship from Twitter. If you don't think that uh, social media is censoring free speech, well, there you go. There's a good example of Twitter being the police, the mind police for social media to tell us what we should and shouldn't listen to and should watch and shouldn't shouldn't watch. It's just typical censorship. They're trying to be the mediators of truth, and we're not taking it anymore. No wonder Elon Musk backed out of his deal, knowing that Twitter is probably not as big as it says it is. A lot of bots, a lot of fake accounts, and it's really become a non-issue anymore. Twitter is, I think, on the, its way out. It's lost a lot of its uh, shareholders' value, and it's just another example of the blatant bias of Twitter. All right, headline number four. Governor Hochul's message to New York Republicans, get out of town. From the New York Post, Governor Kathy Hochul, who hasn't proven shy about issuing orders, had one for the state's Republicans this week. All 5.4 million of them just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you belong, okay? She said, you are not New Yorkers. The Empire State has already lost 1.5 million residents in the past decade, and there's no sign of that trend letting up. In fact, more than 350,000 New Yorkers relocated during the 12 pandemic-plagued months leading up to January 1st, 2021. Lee Zeldin. This is reason enough to toss Kathy Hochul out of office November the 8th. I'm not going anywhere. I'm a lifelong New Yorker, born and raised. 
I'm going to stay and fight to save our state from the continued rule of the most arrogant, power-hungry, elitist governor in America, PJ Media. Kathy Hochul has inadvertently revealed once again the left's totalitarian heart. She and others like her actually have nothing but contempt for democracy or for the actual republic that the United States really is. They have no patience whatsoever for political disagreement and want it erased, whether by expelling all the dissidenters to Florida or silencing them on social media or both. Okay, so you can see it in plain view, folks. This is exactly where the radical left Democratic Party is. They are only interested in one voice, their voice. They're not interested in any type of democracy, any kind of middle of the road. It's all about us, and this is very blatant. You can see she's asking all the republics in the state of New York to, to head out of town. That's not what a governor should be. She should be the governor of all the people. That's her role. That's her position. So she's a radical leftist, and you need to support Lee Zeldin. He needs to be your next governor, regardless of how you feel about a Republican taking over the governorship. It's a lot better than you have right now with this far-left radical governor, Kathy Hochul, who doesn't even want to listen to the other side. It's either her way or the highway. So let's vote her out in November, and let's see if we can't resurrect that great state, that empire state, to be the greatest city in the entire world once again. All right, headline number three. Bernie Sanders defends Biden's student debt bailout, calls for free public education. From the Daily Wire, appearing on ABC's This Week with George Stephanopoulos, Sunday, Sanders rebuked Republicans and vulnerable Democrats who criticized Biden's decision to unilaterally forgive up to $10,000 for most borrowers. Sanders said Biden did the right thing and pushed for the even more radical policy of making public colleges tuition-free. So in my view, the president did the right thing, and we've got to be really thinking about higher education in general, and in my view, at a time when hundreds of thousands of bright young people can't even afford to go to college. If we're going to be competitive in a global economy, we need to make public colleges and universities tuition-free. From ABC News, Stephanopoulos pressed again about fairness, citing critics who say Biden's plan left out people without student loans, but who could still use relief. Sanders agreed that while not everyone who needs help will benefit from the program, those in need of assistance with student debt should not be ignored. Okay, it doesn't surprise us what Bernie Sanders would say. He's already a far leftist, uh, socialist, communist. You know, he spent his honeymoon in Moscow. He's completely hook, line, and sinker, totalitarian communist thinker, socialist. And the fact that he wants to give away free everything to everybody is very typical of a socialist, communist mindset. And uh, the problem is, is that, you know, I'm paying for somebody's education when maybe I don't go to school or I never went to school or I did. doesn't matter. The fact that they're using public funds to fund everybody's education just isn't right. Now, you can have the universities. They have billions of dollars in their legacy programs, so they can uh, just fund it for free if they, if they think it's uh, the right thing to do or if they're just in it for themselves. So government stay out of it. If free enterprise wants to give away their money, then great. Uh, sooner or later, they'll probably run out of money and they'll go out of business. And that's probably a good thing anyway, since most of the universities are just indoctrinating young people. And the ones that are competitive and profitable, those ones will remain in business and thrive. And those that are just teaching gender studies and, and indoctrinating principles of critical race theory and all the modern critical theory, they'll go out of business 
and then maybe we'll have some justice from the free markets. All right, headline number two. Judge issues preliminary order to appoint special master to examine Trump's seized documents. From the National Review, U.S. District Attorney Aileen Cannon scheduled a hearing for Thursday to consider whether to grant a special master or a representative of the court who would single out the privileged material from the seized evidence. Cannon said she took the exceptional circumstances presented into account. The U.S. government, the defendant in the litigation over the surprise search, has a deadline of Tuesday to publicly respond to Trump's motion for judicial oversight and additional relief, including his request for a special master, according to the filing. Trump will then have a day to reply. A hearing on the Trump legal team's motion will be held Thursday in a West Palm Beach courthouse. From the Daily Caller, special masters are commonly appointed to review disputed documents, particularly those protected under attorney-client privilege, according to the New York Times. The former president's lawyers argued that many of these documents could be protected under attorney-client and executive privilege, though judges and legal scholars have expressed criticism at this argument. Well, just the way the Justice Department and the DOJ have been acting, we need to bring somebody else in that's non-biased, a third party, a special master to examine the documents, make sure that everything's transparent and on the up and up. I mean, I don't see a problem with that. Why should it just be one-sided? I mean, there's due process in our legal system. He should be able to counter and appeal the actions, especially the blatant attack and raid on his private home. It's never happened before in history for a president to be under a raid from the FBI to seize documents that he agreed to turn over anything that they needed. It's just another attack on Trump, which we've seen over the last seven years since he came down the elevator to run for president. Just shows you how far left the deep state is, the influence of partisanship and politics and corporations. And so I think he's justly right to ask for a special master, and I think they should honor it, they should allow for it, and that way he can have his day in court. All right, headline number one, Facebook, FBI colluded to shut Hunter Biden laptop story down before the 2020 election. From the Wall Street Journal, when Facebook throttled the Hunter Biden laptop story three weeks before the 2020 election, it was mindful of a warning about Russia propaganda that it had received from the Federal Bureau of Investigation. That's according to founder Mark Zuckerberg, who discussed it this week on Joe Rogan's podcast. Unlike Twitter, which completely blocked users from sharing the New York Post's reporting on the laptop, Facebook merely limited its viral reach. For roughly five to seven days, Mr. Zuckerberg said, while fact checkers were trying to determine whether the story was true or not, the ranking in Newsweed feed was a little bit less, so fewer people saw it than it would have otherwise. He didn't know the numbers offhand, although it was meaningful. Molly Hemingway, the FBI rigged the 2020 election. Author Matt Taby, this isn't about left versus right media. It's about the FBI pol policing speech in the middle of an election. Violates the first principles of our society in a major way. NBC News. In a statement Friday night, the FBI said that it has provided companies with foreign threat indicators to help protect their platforms and customers, but that it cannot ask or direct companies to take action on information received. Okay, let's listen to uh, Mark Zuckerberg in his own words. 
How do you guys handle things when they're a, a big news item that's controversial? Like there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New York Post. Yeah, we Post. have that too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, uh, some some folks on our team. It was like, hey, um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of – um, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said, you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. What, what we do is we have, um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we we also have this third-party fact-checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. And for the, I think it was five or seven days when it was basically being um, being determined whether it was false, um, the distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. So you could still share it. You could still consume it. So when um, you say the distribution is decreased, in, it, it got shared. It, how does that work? It basically the ranking in newsfeed was a little bit less. So fewer people saw it than would have otherwise. So it definitely by what percentage? I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's 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 meaningful. But I mean, but basically. A um, a lot of people were still able to share it. We got a lot of complaints that that was the case. Um, you know, obviously this is a hyper political issue. So depending on what side of the political spectrum, you either think we didn't censor it enough or censored it way too much. But right. but we weren't sort of as black and white about it as as Twitter. We just kind of thought, hey, look, if if the FBI, which you know, I still view as a legitimate institution in this country, it's a very professional law enforcement. They come to us and tell us that we need to be on guard about something then I want to take that seriously. Did they specifically say you need to be on guard about that story? I, I No, I, I don't remember if it was that specifically, but it was. It basically fit the pattern. Okay, well, Mark Zuckerberg is not a very good spokesman for his company. He doesn't really know how to address these questions. He was all over the place, really wasn't real clear on the numbers or what he's going to do about it in the future. It, he's just He needs to take some media classes to learn how to speak to the media and to answer questions that the majority of most people don't like Facebook. I mean, they have a disdain for Facebook. They don't like them left or right. They have bad PR. And Mark Zuckerberg didn't do himself any favors with his conversation with Joe Rogan on his podcast. This is a very serious problem. This was just uh, more blatant examples of the FBI out there trying to censor information. Sure, there may have been some threats, but we all know now that those threats were, were propaganda because the news has come out about Hunter Biden's laptop. And we know that uh, it's true. And a lot of the information has come out about it. And the FBI, for them to stick their fingers in there and to influence Facebook a few weeks out before the election just shows us that they were there to influence the 2020 election. So this is a big issue with uh, social media, and the, there need to be committee hearings. They need to figure out how to deal with this to make the First Amendment, let it run its course as it was designed by our founders. Okay, those are your top five headlines for this Monday. 
August 29th, 2022. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Have a great start to the new week, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it.